0: For the New York State AFL-CIO, I'm Darcy Wells, and this is Union Strong. On January 2nd, Governor Cuomo signed historic legislation to stop call center companies from shipping jobs overseas. The legislation ends state tax breaks, loans, and grants for employers that offshore call center jobs. This law, long overdue, was a priority for CWA District 1 and the New York State AFL-CIO. And joining us on the Union Strong podcast right here in our studio is CWA District 1's Haylin Choi, who is the statewide legislative and political director for District 1. Lynn, welcome to the podcast. Thanks so much for having me. It's always better when we can have you sit here right in person. So we really appreciate you taking the time. So I wanted to start by defining what a call center is to make sure everyone knows what it is that we're talking about. Can you explain that? And do you know about how many of these call centers
1: there are across New York State? Sure. So a call center is a centralized office or facility that handles large amounts of inbound or outbound telephone calls for an organization or corporation. We estimate that there are about 260,000 call center workers in New York State. So um, you've got a portion of those workers
0: of the 260,000 are actually CWA members. Um, and over the years, these call centers have increased their profits. Right. And they've been enjoying tax breaks and other benefits. Yet they can fold up shop when it suited them and leave you know, New York state, leave the country and leaving thousands of people. Without jobs, and I saw numbers as high as forty thousand call center jobs lost here just in New York State since
1: two thousand and six. Is that about right? Yeah. So we estimate that between two thousand and six and two thousand sixteen, New York State lost almost forty thousand call center jobs. Many of those were good paying union jobs. Call centers, you know, are an economic important economic lifeline for many communities in our state, especially those that have been really hit hard. By factory closings mm-hmm. during uh, the era of deindustrialization. You need to remember that cost centers were seen as the economic engine that could revitalize those areas that really have been devastated. And so it's so disturbing for us to see cost centers closing up shop and moving south and more often offshore. And there's probably no other job that's easier to relocate than a cost center job because mm-hmm. essentially you just have to flip a switch and right. those jobs are gone.
0: Yeah. So earlier this year, we saw that play out in Syracuse, uh, where AT&T laid off dozens of call center workers. Uh, Many of them had been at the company for decades. Um, And first, I'm wondering, when you talk about these being good jobs, so in Syracuse in particular, you know, what what kind of good jobs are we talking about? What kind of salaries are we talking about?
1: Yeah, that's actually a very upsetting story. The impact of losing my job
0: um, has been tremendous. I certainly didn't expect to retire at my age. Um, I have a mom with first age Alzheimer's. Besides my personal impact, the impact on the community here is tremendous.
1: So well, at t closed a call programs. center with 150 workers in Syracuse in June last year. Those were our members. Local 1152 has been representing those workers for decades. And many of them have dedicated their lives to this company. They've been working there for over 20 or 30 years. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, the average income in Syracuse is $19,000. Mm-hmm. Our members were making on average $74 thousand dollars. Wow. So you can imagine it's not only devastating to our members, but it's a huge blow for the entire Syracuse community and economy.
0: Right. You don't have those people going out to eat, buying yeah. homes. I mean, those are really good. Those are good careers. So the the case of AT&T, this is a company that's getting like 20 million, 20 billion they had a 20 billion dollar windfall mm-hmm. from the federal corporate tax cut. So that really fueled this and made it Tough to swallow, I'd imagine.
1: Yes. So let me talk about the GOP tax scam, as we call it, for a second. Mm -hmm. Um, So, as you know, not only was the corporate tax rate slashed from 35 to 21%, but for offshore profits, you get a 50% discount. So, those are only taxed at 10.5%. That means if you operate a call center company in the US, your taxes went down from 35 to 21%. If you move that call center overseas, your taxes went down from 35% to 10.5%. So it basically encourages companies to move jobs overseas. And as I mentioned, call center jobs are really easy to move. And that's exactly what happened. So AT&T lobbied very, very hard for this tax bill. They promised to invest $1 billion to create 7,000 jobs. When the bill passed, as you mentioned, they received $21 billion from the tax bill. And they're projected to get... $3 billion in annual savings. And do you think they created 7,000 jobs?
0: No. (laughs) I would guess not, right? Gee,
1: I'm not surprised. They cut 23,000 jobs since the tax bill passed Mm -hmm. in 2018, primarily 23,000. But you know what went up? Executive pay. So that's, for us, a picture book example of Mm -hmm. what's wrong with corporate welfare with corporate greed, and this shows exactly why a bill like that is so critically important.
0: And so, this bill really is a jobs protection bill, essentially, right? Yes. So, let's talk a little bit about that. Um, like, what, what specifically would this will this law do that will protect these jobs to keep them here in in this country?
1: Yeah. So, first of all. I feel like I have to say that we're incredibly thankful to the governor for signing this bill first thing this year. Obviously, also to the Senate Majority Leader, Andrea Stewart-Cousins, and Assembly Speaker Carl Hasty for their leadership. CWE has been fighting for this bill for so long. And, you know, actually, the bill was first introduced in Albany in 2011 by then Assembly Member Hakeem Jeffries, okay. uh, who championed this bill. And this it's absolutely a jobs bill. Because I mean who wants to support giving taxpayer money to companies that ship jobs out of the state? But year after year we saw this bill die in the Senate. And it wasn't until we really worked hard to change the dynamic in Albany Um, That we saw this bill finally passed and the Senate actually passed it as early as March last year. Mm -hmm. So Senator Kennedy prime sponsor and the Senate and Assemblymember Rosenthal were amazing sponsors to champion this bill and get it over the finish line. And obviously, we're also grateful to the AFL-CIO and all of our allies who joined our Save New York Call Center Jobs Coalition. Um, To really make this a top issue. So the core of the bill is pretty simple. No taxpayer money for call center companies shipping jobs out of the country. The bill primarily does three things. Companies have to give 90 days advance notice when they're planning to move 30 percent or more of call center work out of the country.
0: Let me stop you right there because that was an issue in Syracuse, right? So 90 days, if you're making on average in the mid $70,000 range for a salary, Presumably, you've got a home. You're 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 solid there in the community, and ninety days is going to give you some time to make a decision on whether you want to move wherever this call center is moving. If it's staying within New York State, right? Which is the idea. I mean, I'm sorry, within the within the country. But
1: in the case of Syracuse, how much time were they given to make yeah. that decision? Yeah, in Syracuse, they got one week. So right. imagine you've had this job for thirty years. You're rooted in the community, right? You have children, you know, going to school there. And not only do you have one week to grapple with the fact that this call center that you've dedicated your life to is closing, but also you have to make a decision whether you can just uproot and relocate. Mm-hmm. So this bill would require companies to give 90 days notice and not just one week. OK. And then um, what's what's another thing that it does? So companies who plan to relocate jobs have to notify the Department of Labor and then will end On what we call a bad actors list with the Department of Labor and that list will be made public every six months and then number three companies on that bad actors list are then not eligible for grants loans and tax benefits for five years okay so when you say bad actors list that means somebody that closed up shop and left the country yes okay or 30% Uh, right like uh, okay a portion of their employees. Yes. Okay. The,
0: the idea is, if you give these tax breaks and these grants and these loans, that they're going to commit here to some time, and they're going to employ people with these with these good jobs. So it just makes sense then to end that practice if you're not going to be able to commit here. But so what if you? What if they've committed for a couple of years? They committed for five years. They've got these loans and grants for five years out, and three years in, they decide to bail. What mm-hmm. happen,
1: What happens then? Does this bill do? What, this law do anything for that? Yeah, they would also lose whatever they were promised for the two years going forward. So they would lose uh, the remaining amount.
0: Okay, so the three years, that's a done deal. But they don't get those breaks and loans and grants on those following two years for the five year. Exactly.
1: And, you know, like we've gotten a lot of pushback on this bill about how this bill would make New York like not business friendly and which company, you know, would come and set up shop here. And we're saying to that we only want companies that are committed to stay here. Right. Mm -hmm. If we have companies that would come here and then decide after two years they want to, you know, pack up and leave. Like, is that really a company that we want in the state?
0: Right. So just to um, wrap up then, uh, Haylin, I'm wondering about the involvement of your members. Um, Were they pretty passionate about this and helping to, you know, get people educated on it and
1: and getting out to legislators and the governor? How involved were they? They were so involved. And it was one of the most heartwarming things to see when the bill finally passed and we packed, you know, the gallery and senators were like calling out our members. Chair of the Senate Labor Committee rise to vote aye and to the communication workers of America for their advocacy and their courage and their dedication to ensuring that we don't have just any jobs in New York but good union jobs. This bill is common sense, and this should be the way we do business with all our contracts in New York. If you take New York taxpayer money, the money stays they in They were New so York. fired up about this issue because obviously they see what's going on, right? After the tax bill passed, like every week there was a story in the news about centers closing all across the country mm-hmm. and they were worried about their jobs. So they wrote letters, they wrote postcards, they make countless trips to Albany. And, you know, our members are so passionate about this issue. And it was just so beautiful to see that finally what we have been telling them, like we have to change the dynamic. We really have to push for this to see for them that this really happened and became law. We're so so immensely proud of the work that they did.
0: Yeah, it was a long haul. But if you had some members right from the beginning to the end, that's a, that is a great feeling. Yeah, so congratulations absolutely. to you and CWA. That's fantastic. And we appreciate you again taking the time. Here we are right at the beginning of the legislative session. Again, things gearing up and taking the time to come right here uh, and be in person in our studio. Thank you, Haylin. Thank you so much. Joining me now on the podcast is our digital director, Kevin Eidsman. Hi, Kevin. Hi, Darcy. So one of the things that Halen was talking about was the amount of jobs that were cut by AT&T is after the tax cut, right? They talked yeah. about they were going to create jobs, and what she had some kind of number in the 20,000 range, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and so now we've found out uh, the most updated uh, amount of jobs cut, almost 40,000 by AT&T. It's 37,818 jobs they, they've cut. And how many were they supposed to create again? Uh, right. <laughs> Many. It it flipped around the other way. So we just want to make sure people had that correct information. Um, And she also talked about the involvement of the members and how key that was to this campaign and getting it over the finish line. And that's something our president, Mario Salento, here at the state AFL-CIO, is always talking about, right? That member engagement. Absolutely. You know, all the the legislation that gets passed by our affiliates, uh, by us, it 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 doesn't happen, uh, you know, in a room without the members supporting it. So when the members are out there and they're activated and they're behind it and they're calling their legislators and they're meeting their legislators and they're voicing their opinion on social media, uh, supporting these issues, that's when things get done. That's when things get passed. So come to our page, participate in what's taking place. Look at the new fights that we've got going on. There's always something that's happening. Uh, and, and really get involved because when you do, that's when we make a difference. That's when we're able to pass, you know, good legislation for working people. And as Halen pointed out, there's a real reward for you. I mean, it's a good feeling when you're a part of something like that and, and then you're successful in the end, as her members saw in this case. Yeah, who doesn't want to be part of a team, winning team especially? Exactly. All right. Thanks, Kevin. Thanks, Darcy. Thanks for listening to the Union Strong Podcast. If you like what you're hearing, you can subscribe and give us a rating. This has been a production of the New York State AFL CIO. Our president is Mario Salento. Our secretary treasurer is Terry Melvin.